Before we jump into the show, I want to let you know that Podcast Branding Academy is now open. This is my online school for podcasters. That's right. For any podcasters, new or old, looking to learn the latest approaches to branding, marketing, and audience growth, we offer group coaching through an easy monthly membership. Don't have a podcast yet? We've got you covered too. Grab our free podcasting 101 starter kit. Go to podcastbrandingacademy.com. Before July 1st, for our founding members discount, you'll also get live trainings, video tutorials, workbooks, one-on-one coaching, and more. You don't want to miss this. Head to podcastbrandingacademy.com. Brands on Brands. Hey, everyone. This week, we're talking about how do you determine the value of a personal brand? That's right. We're looking at the nine value signals of personal brands. Check it out. In a world where content is king and your reputation is your brand, how do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands, a home for those that think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here is your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey, hey, what's up? Welcome to Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal branding coach. And today we're talking all about the nine value signals of personal brands. That's right. How do you determine your brand worth? How do you elevate that worth? How do you become what I would think of as a luxury brand in the personal branding space? Uh, that's what we're looking at. Those are the examples. But before that, if you are building your personal brand, if you're looking to level up your reputation, then I would recommend anyone out there creates content, starts a podcast. And to do that, I have a free podcasting starter kit for you. If you want to check it out, just go to brandsonbrands.com forward slash starter kit and pick that up today. Start taking the steps to share your voice and build your brand. All right, well, let's get into the actual content for today. That's right. Nine value signals of personal brands. So what I'm doing here is I thought of nine things that I think of in the luxury branding space to see how I could apply them to personal brands so that you could up-level your personal brand to make sure that you are getting the price you're worth, you are being paid the value for your time, et cetera, et cetera. So we're gonna look at nine things. Number one is scarcity, right? In the luxury branding space, scarcity is key. If there is a limited number of something and people want that something, right? There is low supply and high demand, that item goes up in value and people are willing to pay more for something that they want if there's not a lot of it around. This has been a true story for everything, every kind of good out there that you can imagine is also true of personal brands. If you are in demand and you simply don't have time to give to everybody, you can raise your prices, right? Simply from the fact that you only have so much time in the day. Now, if you cut that time down and you say, you know what, regardless of how much time I have available, I only want to take on four projects, 10 projects at a time. Again, that scarcity creates a a pricing increase because you have more demand than there is supply. Now, of course, what that means is you have to have enough demand to create that too. You can't just say, I only have 10 hours and think the price is going to shoot up if no one wants those hours. The demand has to be there as well. So your job 
is not to just create scarcity. Your main job is to generate demand for your personal brand. How do you get more people wanting what you sell, wanting your time, wanting your service to the point where you have a a wait list, you have a line, you have more than you can handle. When that's the case, then your value goes up and you can justify raising your prices. All right, second point in terms of value signals for personal brands. The second one is exclusivity. One of the things luxury brands do amazingly well is figure out who their audience is that is the right person for their service. And they don't just say this is for everyone. They say our product is only for these people. This happens a lot when you think of like the most exclusive locations uh, or venues in the world. There's only so many tickets and they say, okay, we only have 20 VIP tickets to whatever the thing might be. They sell those at a higher price. They have typically better, you know, it might be like front row or a better seat in the house or special service that comes with it. That exclusivity creates value because it is something that only a select few can have. And usually you have to accompany that because it's not just scarcity. Usually you have to accompany that with some type of premium experience that comes with that. Some premium experience that comes with that is going to make the value worth it because you can say we only have so many VIP tickets, but if that experience isn't any different than the rest of the tickets, then it's not worth paying for. And no one's going to do that more than once. Right? So there has to be something within that exclusivity that makes it worth more than the average, right? It has to be comparably better to some than something. All right. Those are number one and two scarcity and exclusivity in the nine value signals of personal brands. So number three is going to be price, right? Obviously the higher your price, the higher it signals your worth. Now for someone just coming into your world, if the first thing they see is a high price, they're gonna ask the question, why is this price so high? And if it's justified, the reason the price is so high was because we talked about, you have enough demand to justify that. You have enough customers, you have enough testimonials, you have enough people that have been in your world that say this service, this person delivers results and was worth the price. And therefore your price has gone up over time. And by the time this person comes into your world, the price for them isn't where you started. It's where you're at right now. It's high. Now what's difficult is starting out at a high price. You know, the first time you do something, you may not be at the highest price level if you have zero experience in that. But you might be if you have experience from somewhere else that you can transfer into it. You know, so for example, if you are a professional basketball player, and then you become a announcer on a TV station that that talks about sports, you're going to go in with a higher price than someone who just studied journalism and wants to be a TV anchor, right? Uh, because you have different experience than them. So there are these things that dictate price. But price itself, people see the price of something of your personal brand of your cost that is going to tell them, it's going to signal to them that you have a high quality brand. All right, number four, craftsmanship. Obviously the way things are made, the things that go into the making of a product is what typically is thought of as craftsmanship. So if you have a designer watch or designer car or designer fashion, usually the thing that denotes its luxury value is the craftsmanship that goes into it, right? Whether it's hand-sewn or particularly done with the Uh, a way of doing things, a step-by-step process, using the best materials with certain types of craftsmen that are artisans in a space that do something better than other people, that 
is going to create a better product, right? The better engineer you have is going to build a better car. The better designer you have is going to design a better uh, dress or whatever it might be. But that design comes from experience, right? You can't become a craftsman without experience. Now, if you're looking at this from a personal branding standpoint, it's the same thing. You are not a high craftsmanship person or personal service if you don't have experience. So what you have to do to get there is gain that experience. You know, what is it that you have done a lot of that you can leverage to increase the value of your brand? If you don't have it, go get it. What experiences can you go get? Can you go learn? Can you add to your history to create craftsmanship for the thing you want to become good at? Number five, packaging. How are you packaging your product, right? This is huge in the luxury space. Packaging matters. The way things look and feel and the experience you have with the product matters for its value, right? If you get a car and you kick the tire and the tire falls off, it's a bad car, right? That packaging matters. Or if you go into a phone store and you look at an Apple iPhone, if it's beautifully designed versus something that is you know, right off the rack, something that used to be before iPhones came out, whatever, you know, that might be the Nokia or whatever it was. They're just different looking phones because the engineers that designed the product and the designers that made the packaging look great had experience in designing beautiful products. Not only that, the box they put it in was beautiful, just like their stores are designed in a way that are more beautiful. That packaging makes you attribute that value to what's inside. So you as a personal brand have to think about what is your packaging, right? If you are going and speaking on a stage, are you wearing a suit? Are you wearing hip clothing? Or are you wearing you know, the jeans you wear around the house and the t-shirt that you garden in, right? Whatever that is, that's your packaging. That represents what people think of you. And in some cases, one might be worth more than others to a certain type of audience. What is your audience? What are they looking for from you? How you package yourself matters. And even with uh, a video, if you're recording a video or you are recording a podcast, how does it sound? What does the background look like? Is the picture focused or not, right? You can tell a user-generated video from an iPhone versus a produced movie production style video. You can tell the difference. The production quality is different. It is packaged in a way that you know the difference between an amateur and a professional. That's just how it is. That's packaging. It denotes value. It's another signal for value. So apply that to your personal brand. Number six, association, right? If you want to be considered high value, sometimes you have to look at what your brand is associated with. So if you look at the luxury fashion space, it's like, These purses are often seen with these types of people, right? It's like the people that have the money that are the influencers in the space or that are celebrities. They are the ones who we look to, to say, what are they wearing? What are they dressing in? What are they driving? Where do they live? Uh, What behaviors are they taking on? And we say, okay, those things are the things that must be higher value. Let me go check those out. You know, what restaurants are exclusive and hard to get into that only the celebrities are going into, That's a value prop based on association. If the celebrities didn't go there, it might have good food, but it wouldn't be the new hot spot restaurant in the Valley or whatever it might be, right? That association matters. So you as a personal brand have to look at how are you creating association that increases the value of your brand, right? For podcasts, it's what type of guests are you bringing on the show? Are they guests that actually are influential that people want to listen to? Do they have followings already of their own? That kind of thing. Uh, Association is also... 
uh, important when you're talking about, you know, what are you looking like versus your other competitors in your category? You know, what is your brand look like versus others? Cause they associate your show with one look versus another. And they say, okay, this, they try to put you into buckets and categorize you. So how you associate yourselves, who is on your show? What is your brand associated with? Like if you're a product, what doctors are recommending you, uh, who is giving you testimonials, that kind of thing. All that association adds up to a value signal for your brand. All right, we're almost there. Number seven out of nine value signals for your brand. Number seven is behavior. How is your brand acting? Right now, this could be your values. This could be, you know, are you a brand that like starts off high when they often discount the price to something crazy? People see the behavior you're taking and create value associated with that. So if your brand obviously is always on discount, it's not a high value brand. If your brand has a tone to it that is not in alignment with what the product is, that's going to cause problems with your value, right? It's hard to sell something when the behavior of that thing isn't acting like a high value brand. You know, it has to be elevated. It has to be exclusive. It has to be acting like all the things that you would expect from a brand. Otherwise, you're not going to believe it or trust that it's worth the money you're going to spend. Otherwise, you just buy the next best thing and it becomes a commodity. All right. Number eight is story. What is your brand story? A lot of the times, the history and story of your brand is what creates the value of it. You know, your why for doing something, your passion for doing something can demand a higher price. You know, hey, there's three or four things in the market that are exactly the same, but this one has a purpose that I align with. So I am part of this movement now instead of just a product, right? I'm supporting a movement. I'm supporting a story. What is your story as a personal brand? Can you get people to rally behind it? If so, your why becomes a value signal. Your story becomes a value signal that tells people this is something that is worth spending more money on than something else. And the last one that we'll tie into for your nine value signals of personal brands is critical acclaim, right? At the end of the day, you, if you're putting, if you're putting yourself out there as a product in the, in the luxury brand space, you're going to be judged at some point by the connoisseurs in the space, the tastemakers in the space, people who are out there and they know the nuanced differences of fashion or food or anything else in culture, right? The connoisseurs, the critics are the ones who can evaluate the nuance of something, even movie critics, right? They may see things that you don't see because they look at every movie. They understand filmography and cinematography and all the things that go into the making of a video, the telling of a story, the acting of an actor, right? They understand all those, what makes it good and bad because they notice the nuances because they spend so much time studying it, right? Same thing when you look like for wine. For me, I'm not a connoisseur of wine. It all tastes the same to me for the most part. But someone who is a sommelier that is out there tasting wines every day and has been trained to notice the differences will tell you, this is a good wine, this is a bad wine, and here's why, based on the differences that they know from the history, from the taste and the experience. That critical acclaim is third-party validation of the value of the brand. And it's hugely important for you to have that if you want to be considered a high-value brand. So how do you get that in your industry if you're a personal brand? Is there a third-party critic in your industry that you can go to to say, hey, consider me, look at what I'm doing and consider me on your list of best or top 10, whatever it might be, right? I want to be on the list of top 10 podcasts, or I want to be top 10 new uh, Zumba instructors or whatever it might be, even if it's just by city, 
How do you become someone who is ranked by a third party as someone who delivers a high value service or product? Finding that critical acclaim might be the step you need to separate yourself from the competition. That's what we got for you guys today. Those are the nine value signals of personal brands, scarcity, exclusivity, price, craftsmanship, packaging, association, behavior, story, and critical acclaim. Hope that was useful. Hope you guys are thinking differently about how you are building your personal brand. If you want to get started with your personal brand, start investing in your content, in your story, in the things that make you different. And if you need help with that, go to brandsonbrands.com. Check out how we have content out there to help you, to move you forward, moving your personal brand to the next level. Appreciate you guys listening as always, and we will catch you next time. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to help you build a brand that matters. Head over to brandsonbrands.com for resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit brandsonbrands.com.